Hi, and welcome to the second episode of the Drum Instructors Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Hawkins. In the last episode, we talked about kind of how to assess whether or not you're ready to teach drum lessons or not. And in this episode, we're going to be talking more about how to find your first few students and how to set your rates. So a lot of you probably hear that word of mouth is the absolute best way to get new clients. And that's true. But the problem is when you're just starting out, you may not have any clients to pull from. Word of mouth is great because if a client comes to you through someone that they already know, they're going to be coming to you with a sense of trust already, and they're going to have a lot of confidence in your ability to teach. But since you probably don't have any word-of-mouth clients yet, because you don't have any clients at all, you're going to need to get started somewhere else. Now, where I've found the best luck is actually through Craigslist. Um, It's kind of a mixed bag on there. You get a lot of people who are no-shows and people who message you trying to undercut your rates, but I've actually gotten quite a few really good clients through there, and it was a great place to start out. If you decide to start on Craigslist, you're going to have to put together your own ad to do it. So there's a few things to look for in this. The first is going to be your pictures. Now, as sad as it is, it should be about your musical ability, and what you write in your bio should matter the most, but that's not always the case. A good picture is really going to be what lands you clients. If you're putting up really cheap photos or photos at bad angles or just anything that looks like it was taken on a camera phone, you're not going to look very professional to potential clients or parents of students who want you to teach their kids. When people are looking on there, especially since it is Craigslist, you need to look a little more polished than everybody else. So don't post every picture you have of yourself. Find maybe the best picture you have of yourself drumming, and that's what you should be using. And if you don't have any good pictures of yourself drumming, I would really recommend maybe getting a photographer just for the day to get yourself from some good shots. Another thing to watch for is that the content in your pictures looks professional. There are things that you really don't want popping into your picture, especially if you might have a parent looking at your profile. I've seen a lot of pictures where... People will have great shots of them playing, and then in the corner of the picture, you'll see maybe a table in their practice room or something where there's beer cans and alcohol. And honestly, if you're a parent looking at someone's ad to teach your child, they don't want to see their kid getting into kind of a bad lifestyle or, you know, they just don't want a bad influence being the one around their kid. So make sure that your pictures don't have any alcohol in them. You don't want any profanity on your shirts. If you're wearing a shirt with a big logo, just make sure it's family friendly. I mean, you have to have kind of an edgy look. Well, you don't have to, but in a lot of cases, it'll help if a parent is looking for their kid to, you know, take rock drum lessons, but you still need to be fairly clean cut and presentable. The next thing you have to look at is the write-up for your ad. So for this, I usually start off by putting my name And then a couple lines below that, I put the level of students that I'm comfortable teaching. So for me, this has changed over the years. When I started off, all I said that I could teach was beginning students. And after I taught a couple beginning students, I went back and I changed it to an intermediate 
And after I taught a few intermediate students, I went back and I changed my ad to say that I taught beginning, intermediate, and advanced students. If you're just starting out, though, I would probably recommend teaching beginner students. Now, the interesting thing is beginners are actually the hardest to teach. Um, they don't have any idea of what they're getting into, and intermediate and advanced students usually know what they're looking for when they have gaps in their playing. But for a beginner, they have no clue. But that's actually good for you as a teacher, because if you can get a couple beginning students right off of the bat, you're going to see the difficulties and the easy parts of teaching. And it's going to give you an idea if this is something you really enjoy doing or not. You'll know right away if it, you're comfortable and if it's something you hate after one lesson, you'll know. And if it's something you love and you get your student to do what you wanted them to do, you're going to walk away really excited about it. So I would recommend posting that you only want to teach beginners, maybe in intermediate students initially. After I talk about the skill level of the student that I'm willing to teach, I also go down one more line, and that's where I put all of the genres that I'm comfortable teaching. So if you're only comfortable teaching rock, put that you're only comfortable teaching rock. Just put genres, rock. If you're comfortable with more than that, list out everything that you're comfortable doing. You can go rock, country, jazz, metal, funk, pop, R&B, hip-hop, worship. I don't care what it is put down everything that you were comfortable doing because you don't know what kind of students are out there and what genres they might want to learn. And the more that you're willing to put down, the more students you're going to be able to get. After that, I usually have a section about what my accomplishments are as a drummer. Now, one of the best things to put in there is how long you've been teaching. And after you've had a couple students, you want to say that you've taught before. But initially, what you'll want to do is mention any school experience you might have. Do you have a degree in playing, you know, percussion studies? Were you a part of your high school band? Were you a part of your middle school band? Have you taken any music classes? That's all stuff that people want to know. Another thing is if you've taken private lessons, you should put that on there because that counts for something as well. And if there's any bands that you're active in that people might be able to see you in the area, put that on there. People want to see that they're music teachers are able to play music. The only exception I would put onto that is if you say that you're teaching beginner and intermediate students, and the only band example you have is some kind of death metal or deathcore band, I don't think I would put that down right away. You might want to advertise yourself as only teaching metal drum lessons, because if that's the case, you probably won't have to worry about getting kids for clients, and you're going to get people that are into that musical niche. Now, I would like to clarify that I don't have anything against those genres. In fact, I played those genres exclusively for quite a few years. But the reality is if you're teaching, you're appealing to parents usually who want lessons for their kids. And a lot of parents don't quite understand that scene. If being in those kinds of bands are the only thing that you have experience doing and you don't have any educational background or any other kind of band to put out there... And you would like to teach kids or beginning students? You can still say that you have experience in the live field and in the recording studio. If you're self-taught, that won't necessarily hurt you, but I don't think I use it as an advertising point either. In the event that you're self-taught and you're really comfortable teaching, I think I would play more to your strengths of bands that you might have played in or experience you have in the recording studio or on stage. 
After that, you're going to want to talk about what you like to do when you teach. Do you want to be going to your students, or do you want them to come to you? Beyond that, what kind of things are you comfortable teaching? If you're comfortable teaching reading and writing skills, you want to put that in your ad. If you're really, really, really good with a whole bunch of rudiments, say that you can teach rudiments. If you're just looking for straight-ahead rock drumming, market yourself as a straight-ahead rock drummer. Play to your strengths. Finally, you need to have a section on your rates. Usually, I post rates for half-hour, 45-minute, and hour-long lessons. I tend to make my hour-long lessons a little bit less than double my half-hour lessons. So what I mean by that is if my rate is $30 for a half-hour lesson, I usually put $50 for a full-hour lesson. And then I find somewhere in the middle to make my 45-minute lessons. The reason for that is that while you're still looking for new students, you don't have a ton of students to bring in at the higher rate. So the longer you can stay with the student, even if it's at a lower rate, the more money you're going to make, and really the more your student is going to get out of it. Now, with that being said, if I have a parent contact me and they say that their six-year-old wants lessons and they want to go for an hour, I usually say no. I don't recommend lessons longer than an hour for anyone under 12 because, honestly, as enthusiastic as the kids might be, they're still a kid and they usually won't have the attention span to go for a full hour lesson. If they're over 8 or 9, I might recommend 45 minutes, but it really is circumstantial. For your first student, I would also recommend putting your rates a lot lower than what you would hope to normally be making teaching, because your first student really is just a trial run. You want to see if this is something you're into. So if you hope to be charging $50 or $60 an hour, I might only put that you're teaching for $25 or $30 an hour for your first couple students just to kind of get a feel for it. Finally, people always want to know that they're getting a deal. So you're probably going to want to put something in your ad about how your first lesson is free or your first month is half off, which kind of works out to being the same thing. Doing this is going to make people think that they're getting a good deal and they're going to be more excited about taking your lessons. It's going to make it a risk-free trial for them as well. So while it's a test for you to see if you really enjoy teaching. It's a test for them to see if they like their teacher. If for some reason you and the student don't click, that might not be a problem with you. Different people have different learning styles and different teachers have different teaching styles, and it's about finding students that are going to match up. After setting up your Craigslist ad, you're going to want to set up a Facebook page for your lessons. Pretty much the same rules are going to apply there. You're going to want to have only good pictures of yourself. You don't want any bad pictures posted. In the About section, you should probably post your rates and just talk about some of the things that you want to teach. You could even put up your first post saying, Now taking students, I'm the drummer for this band, or, you know, whatever your marketing points are. But the same things are pretty much going to apply to Facebook as they do to Craigslist. Now, right off the bat, I wouldn't get, recommend getting business cards until you start to get some word-of-mouth business or people start asking you for them. After you've taught a couple of students and more people are asking you about your teaching, that's probably when I would spring to get business cards and probably a website. Now, I'll talk a little bit more about how to develop your website in a later episode, but you want to keep in mind that at some point down the line, you will want to put some money aside to make those things well. You don't want to do 
anything on the really low budget end because that usually doesn't translate to new students for you. Or if it does, they tend to not be the best students. You don't want students where you're haggling over pay or, you know, having students that constantly have to reschedule lessons. You want good clients. And if you put a little bit of money into this and treat it as your business, you're more likely to get good clients. There's just a whole bunch of headaches that come with bad clients. Now, luckily, there's one bad client for every five or six great ones that you're going to find. But they are there and you want to be aware that they exist. After you've taught a few students and maybe you've done it for a couple months, you can gradually start raising your rates. So I wouldn't recommend raising it on your initial students because honestly, they took a chance on you and you kind of owe it to them to keep the rates a little low. But what you can do is go onto your Craigslist ad and every couple months, just add $5 onto your half hour and your full hour rates. So if you were at $20 for a half hour lesson and $30 for a full hour lesson before, bring it up to 25 and 35. And after you get a couple more students and you teach for a few more months, bump it up in another $5 increment. And what you'll find is that over the course of about a year, you're going to be at pretty much the same rate as any shop is in the area, and you're not going to be paying any fees to the shop. In addition to that, you'll have built up a whole bunch of students so that if you do decide to move to a shop later on, you'll have a whole bunch of students behind you to put on a resume. Once you get your first few students and you've been teaching them for a couple months, it might actually be pretty good to be upfront with either the students or the parents about getting them the right you a referral. If you can get them the right you a referral, you can put it in your Craigslist ad, you can post it up on Facebook, or you can put it on your website later on. And if you decide to go into a shop later, there's nothing that's going to look better than referrals from past students. So really work on your relationships and really work with those first few students, even if they are at a low rate because they're going to be the most benefit to you as you continue to go into this. To be upfront about the way that I started, I was a college student when I started teaching drum lessons, so I didn't really have to worry about making a ton of money doing it because I didn't desperately need the job. So any money that I could make above minimum wage was pretty good. So when I started off, I actually advertised myself for $10 for half hour lessons and $15 for full hour lessons. Now, I actually cringe at that now because even as I was trying to, you know, start low and get my foot in the door, I realized that, that was really underselling myself. And what did end up happening over the next few months was as I raised my rates, I began to resent a couple of those harder early students. Now, there were a couple that were amazing students and I'm really glad and I still have them today. But some of my early ones just they didn't feel like they were worth the work. Now, what I would recommend is probably at least starting at $20 for a half hour lesson. You're still going to be cheaper than any shop at that point and probably doing about $35 for full hour lessons. And at that price point, you'll be cheaper than any shop. You're still going to be getting clients, but you're not going to be priced so high that you stop losing people. And you're going to be high enough that you're not going to get a whole bunch of really cheapskate clients because... I could probably do a whole episode on cheapskate clients, and I might later on, but they're just not fun to deal with. So set your rates right. Don't go crazy high. Don't really lowball yourself, and just try to find a, probably the lowest number that you're willing to work for. 
That's it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening to the Drum Instructors Podcast. In the next episode, I plan on talking about how to prepare for your first lesson. And in that, I'm going to cover things like just making sure that the room's set up right and assessing your students' goals. And just kind of some things to be aware of before you interact with your first client. If you have any questions or there's anything that you would like to hear on future episodes, please feel free to contact me at garrettthedrummer.com. I also have a tab on my website labeled Podcasts. And if you'd like to support this show, you could really help me out by going to that tab and either clicking on the donate button and making a small donation, or you can click on the banner that says Musician's Friend and shop for anything you need to get your drum lessons started. By doing this, you'll give me a small commission off your purchase and it won't come at any extra cost to you. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next time.